You're listening to Bell, Book, and Candle with Mela Borowski. Thoughts from a Southern Witch. Should have studied witchcraft. Should have learned to ride a broom. So me and my black cat could fly through the skies underneath the moon. Hey y'all, I'm Mella and you're listening to Bell, Book, and Candle. Thanks so much for being here. Our guest today is autoimmune expert and functional diagnostic nutrition practitioner, Tracy Galler. By combining the skills from 20 years as a mechanical engineer, over 30 years as a project manager, and three years as an FDN practitioner, Tracy has become a Sherlock Holmes of autoimmune. Realizing that there is a structure to the healing process, she has created programs that allow clients to take it slow and steady in format, creating success. She is completely passionate about what she does and is determined to educate as many women as possible on what it really means to be healthy. Today, we're going to have a conversation all about being an empath. And of course, as y'all know, anything else we decide to throw in the mix. So you'll want to stick around. Hi, Tracy. Thanks for being here. Hi. Thank you so much for letting me join you today. I really appreciate it. So happy to have you here and especially about this topic. A lot of my listeners have told me that the very first episode they've ever heard of mine was one back last year about being an empath. So it draws people. It does. It really does. And I think it's becoming a little bit more of a conversation. You know, I think... (laughs) I think for a long time, even when you kind of bring it up, people think, oh, that's kind of woo-woo or, you know, (laughs) a little crazy, (laughs) sounds a little crazy, but I think it's becoming more and more uh, acceptable, maybe. Yeah, I think you're right. So if we dive right into that big old pot of soup that is Claire Empathy, or just called being an empath. So if we start at the beginning, what is your definition of an empath? Uh, My definition of an empath is, I think, the ability to feel what others are feeling and having probably even sometimes a better understanding of what's going on for for that person, maybe even more than they do. Mm. But I think it's to the point where the person that's feeling that energy, those feelings from the other person come in and can actually affect the person that's on the receiving end of it tremendously uh, mm-hmm. because I, yeah i it's it's kind of hard to describe to some degree but it definitely from my perspective has been that way for the majority of my life and i've had to learn to be very careful about what i let come in and how much and you know yeah and is there a difference that you see between being an empath and being empathetic Oh, 100%. I think being an empath lets me have more empathy for people because I can feel what they're feeling. Mm -hmm. And I do understand the energy that's emanating from them. Um, So it does allow me to maybe understand them more and to, if they're looking for a conversation, to, to help them walk through that conversation, maybe in a way that they couldn't have understood it before. It definitely increases my empathy, yes. That's kind of the difference between empath and being empathetic. As far as, as me, because I am an empath as well, 
I tell people all the time that anybody can be empathetic. You can be kind of step into somebody's shoes. That's something that everybody has the ability to do, but not everybody is an empath. Agreed. I would 100% agree with you. And yeah, empathetic, I think, is something, being empathetic is something that you can learn Mm -hmm. uh, just by paying more attention and just trying to be understanding. I think being an empath is something you're born with or something that is born out of trauma or life experiences. Yeah, I was about to ask you that as far as people having the gift of empathy or being an empath, so you feel like you can be born with it or you can develop it, like both? I think so. I think... That's interesting. Yes, I do feel that way. I I was born with it. Mm-hmm. I can even remember as a young child feeling the the tension in the household and... You know, even as a three-year-old or even a two-year-old, just watching sort of my P's and Q's and kind of staying out of the way of everybody just so that you didn't end up in the in the middle of all of that. That was me. I know it. Yeah. Yeah. But I think also people that come out of extremely traumatic situations mm-hmm. also develop that ability somehow. I'm not really sure how it happens but I do believe that it does happen. Yeah, I've never really thought about that. The only thing that I've thought about is I know that some of my skills that kind of play into being an empath were developed because of the trauma because I can read body language so well. And I don't necessarily think I was born being able to read body language, Yes. but it plays into the whole kind of just stepping into a room and being able to read the energy and knowing who I who I need to be around and who I definitely don't need to be around. And part of that is the learned skill of body language. I would agree with you on that one for sure. I think trauma does develop that because, well, you need it. You need it. Otherwise, you don't really know what you're walking into. And Mm -hmm. it just becomes part of your survival mechanism for sure. Mm. Yeah. So you were an empath as a child, as was I. At what age or when did you actually be able to put a name to what you were? Probably not until the last five or six years, honestly. Yeah. Um, But I've just always known, like I've been one of those people where I can walk into Home Depot and it'll take me an hour just to find something that would take five minutes because everybody walks up to me to talk to me. (laughs) Yeah. And I've got everybody's life story before I leave the building. And, you know, I think it's just something that people sense, but um, it's Mm -hmm. just kind of funny. And it's always been that way for me as a child. And, you know, just growing up over the years, but not really understanding the skill set that I had. It was, I was utilizing it, but not really understanding it because I didn't really understand it was different than everyone else. Mm. Mm. So what else do empaths have in common? And, you know, in case we have anyone who's listening saying, I think I might be an empath, but what, what are some other kind of checkpoints that, that you can tell for someone to figure it out? I feel energy comes along with it. The ability to sense or feel energy, I think, I think just what we end up doing is completely sacrificing ourselves for others. Mm. Um, I think watching movies, 
you know, watching movies for me, which I love to watch movies, but I love to watch them because I become part of the movie. I feel everything that's going on inside the movie and it becomes this much larger event than I've noticed other people around me experience, Mm -hmm. which is why part of the reason that I can't watch scary movies, they just terrify me. But I think we become very in tune with the people that are around us and we become like really important to the people in our circle because we have an ear that others don't. I think it because we understand people were able to offer advice that makes sense for people. Sorry about that. My chihuahua <laughs> is uh, ap- apparently not appreciating the people who are outside right now. Oh, no. I've been gone pretty much all day, so she is by my side and will not leave. <laughs> Isn't it funny? I think we have amazing, now that you've said that, connections with animals. Yes. Animals just walk up to us and they just know, even the difficult yeah. ones, you know? I feel like for empaths as well, not only do our animals kind of attracted to us, but animals heal us. Yes, agreed. I don't know if it's because they will take the energy or what exactly happens, but I have goats, I have chickens, dogs, cats, and all of them. I just feel so calm and like the energy that's built up inside of me just kind of is relieved when I am touching my animals isn't it? So I believe they do take it. Um, And that brings up another point. I think we're exhausted a lot. Oh my God. Yes. Because the energy of the world, particularly now is just can be very heavy. And I don't think we've learned well, like who would teach us how Mm. to protect our own energy and ourselves from everything that's going on in the world. Mm Mm-hmm. And I think that's why people are attracted to us. And whether they realize it or not, they kind of offload into us, right? Yeah. Yeah. And I I know not everybody who has empathy or or the gift of being an empath really sees it as a gift. And it really took me a long time to appreciate that as a gift. And I think it's because I lived so many years, and, and perhaps you feel this way also, but I lived so many years as an unprotected empath, and I got so sick and when I found out there was even a name to it I could look back and I'd say look at this curse there's a freaking curse on my life and so I want to ask you since you are an autoimmune expert I've been kind of hashing this out in my brain Mm -hmm. do you think that things like fibromyalgia these are all things that I have fibromyalgia Hashimoto's chronic fatigue and other things could come from absorbing all that energy as an unprotected empath yes I do believe it You know, a lot of us as empathic people do end up in traumatic situations just because we're kind of right or people that maybe aren't the kindest. You know what I mean? Like they look for people that are overly kind and they find us and they take advantage. And, you know, so I think a lot of us that are empathic do end up in situations like that. Everyone with autoimmune has some kind of trauma, but I also feel that empathic people were open to that because so much of our healing and so much of our health has to do with our ability to keep our own energy clean and balanced and aligned. And if we're running around with everyone else's energy inside of us, we're going to be sick. And one of the things that I've recently dove into 
you know, as I, as I move through my own autoimmune journey and helping other women to heal, I realize that there's so many modalities, additional modalities that are needed to help one of them being energy work. And mm -hmm. within the last several years, I've gotten into that on my own. And it's just amazing how much better I feel now that I've gotten into that. And it's really helped. Um, so yes, completely agree with you. That makes so much sense because I, f I feel like I'm 49 and I'll be 50 this year. I spent so many decades just being an energy sponge for so yes. much shit, really. Yes. And I'm still working on healing my body and I'm doing so much better now healing my body, healing, you know, my spirit, my mind. I had to do a whole mind, body, spirit type of thing. Yes. And I've really thought, oh my God, all that energy that I soaked up. I've really been thinking that. So I'm glad to hear that I'm not the only person thinking that. It's, I think protection is so important. It's one of the main things that I will work on. And I can tell other empaths. When I have a client, mm -hmm. I'll say, are you an empath? What I, and they'll say, I don't really know what that is, but probably. Right. <laughs> yeah. And I say, okay, let's talk about protection. So right. what are some practical tips from you for protection as an empath? Right. One of the things that I've learned in all the energy work that I do, particularly if I sense someone may, may be a little, um, I don't know what the word is, but energetically unstable for me is to kind of put up a wall around myself before I walk into that situation so that I'm resisting the ability to absorb or their ability to place their energy uh, with yeah, so that's one of the things that I do. When I'm on my computer, I've got several stones in front of my computer as well, and particularly black, because it will absorb other people's energies or I can pick it up and, and work to offload that energy into the stones. And I just find too that I've learned as I've gotten older, which I think we do better as women as we age, that. I, if I don't want to be in a situation that I'm sensing is not healthy for me, I just won't walk into it. Mm -hmm. I'll just walk away. But I think the other things too is it is important to meditate. It is important to exercise. It is important to give yourself time to just relax and allow your body to do the healing that it needs to do on its own where I think as women, we just kind of go, 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 go for everybody else and don't really think about ourselves. But if we don't, this is when the body starts to get sick. So these are things that I've learned as I've gotten older and, and learned some of the healing modalities to keep ourselves healthy. Yeah, I think boundaries are great for everyone, but for empaths, <laughs> it is absolutely necessary. Yes, huge. Um, and we aren't great at it either. That's part no. of the problem. No, <laughs> we are not great at boundaries. You know, it's just within us to, to want to help. Let me help you. It isn't always the best thing for ourselves. And I'm learning sometimes the best way to help people is not by putting myself in the situation to feel to help. Mm. It's about coaching. It's about listening. Um, but not necessarily opening up the energy exchange. Absolutely. I love that you mentioned black stones because mm -hmm. I love black stones as well. Today when I went out, already being drained from this week, 
I made sure that my black tourmaline earrings were on and that my jet was tucked in my bra because those are my go-tos. <laughs> I just That's love wonderful. those. I know. And I should probably do more of that too. I'll put them in my pocket and then kind of when I remember, I'll just grab for it, you know, mm -hmm. and just hang on to it. And I, you know, earrings is a great idea. Yeah, for sure. One thing that my mom brought to my attention that I hadn't really thought about before was when the pandemic hit and I began doing so much work from my home, yes. you know, when I would go out, out of the house, I was decked with all my protection. I have rings, I have earrings, necklaces, you know, the stuff in my bra. I'd go out with my armor on. That's yeah. how I protected myself. Right. I'm so used to not having to protect myself in my own home that I would get on zoom or skype with clients yes. and i wouldn't have any of my protection on and i was getting so drained and my mom said why aren't you putting on your armor before you go sit in your office and right. i thought oh i didn't even think about that yes yes you have to i feel and so i'm constantly putting these out under the moon to recharge and mm -hmm just the things, you know, or saging just to make sure that they're here and available for me because it's so important. The computer, I mean, yeah, <laughs> it comes at you that way too. And then I think uh, yeah. because the state of the world at the moment and the energy is so heavy that if we're not aware and not paying attention, it just sucks the life out of us. That's so true. And do you ever feel energy from natural disasters or things like that going on in your area? I do. Yes. And I have to be careful of that. Like I don't even watch the news. People will tell me that there's fires and things going on. And I honestly, most of the time don't even know. And it's just a part of protecting myself, but we've had some significant fires over the last 10 years or so here in Colorado. And that was hard. That was mm -hmm. really hard because it's hard to get away from it. Yeah. But, you know, COVID is kind of a, a disaster uh, across the country. And mm -hmm. just that energy alone has been worse than anything else I've had to deal with. Yeah. I noticed that last year, last summer, I think, yeah. there was a certain point where the energy shifted from just all the sorrow and frustration. It shifted to anger and rage yes. and hatred did did you feel yeah. that oh yes 100 percent. like particularly through last fall when the election was coming mm -hmm. um and it just hasn't let go yeah. you know yeah mm -mm. how would an empath kind of take that first step of not looking at this because you know all as we continue to talk it just sounds worse and worse you know <laughs> so what are the good things about being an empath and how can we own and and really claim that gift as something good and useful for the world right you know the only way we're going to get through all of this negativity is through positivity and you know, I do feel that even though it's a drain, empaths do carry that. And, you know, the reality is the first thing that we have to do is 
to learn how to protect ourselves. And obviously I've learned how to do that through energy work and working with other people that are similar to myself. You, you do that too. Um, and I think that's the first step. The second step is to realize, I think that you were born this way or developed this for a reason. And if you're fighting it, you're just making your life harder. I feel by stepping into it, like leaning in and being able to see the world from a different place or through other people's eyes allows you to help people that are really struggling without giving away yourself. But for me, for instance, I have stepped into this health arena because I do have gifts that others don't have and people are flailing to find ways to heal. And they're looking for people like me. And it gives me great pleasure, it's passion, to step into this and really realize that I was gifted with the opportunity to help others. And so when I step in to help people with a, from a health perspective, I have other talents that just come in behind the scenes to allow me to really figure out what's going on and walk them through it. And if I was continuing to fight that, I wouldn't be able to do the work that I do. And so I am grateful for it every day, as hard as it is, because I do have the ability to step in and work with others and help them reach a better place in their world. And, and I don't think we're given it to us by accident. You know, it is yeah. because of the people that we are. So it's just time to step up and own it and kind of move forward and find out how you're sort of meant to utilize it. Yeah, that's beautiful. Yeah, exactly. We're here for a purpose and being an empath is part of that purpose. Right. It's part of our life. It is. So we talked about how draining it is. We talked about how we need to be protected. Mm-hmm. How does an empath go about like refilling that empty cup inside of us how do we refill what's been drained right i find that we're very drawn to nature Mm. sometimes even like water i don't find the ocean that place for me but lakes and rivers yes wow i know i just love it i could just walk along a stream and just listen to the gurgling in a stream all day long moving water waterfalls rivers yes it's amazing it's so cleansing to me but what I will do, because I'm not, I don't always have the opportunity to walk out into nature, particularly and be alone. But where I live, my yard is like that. So I've got a water fountain in the backyard that I can turn on and just sit out into. And because of the place that I live, I can hear the birds and I focus on that. I try my best to move the sounds of the world away from me and just pull in the sounds of nature. Mm. I really do, like my dogs, I rely on them to just help me take it down a notch every day. And I will go out into the yard, into the grass with them, and we'll just lay there in the grass and just allow myself to have an energy exchange with the earth. Things like that are definitely what fill me. And I think just stopping also and allowing myself to just be with uh, you know and just walking away from people and saying i need this time for myself so i have a space in my house that just allows me to come up where when they people know when i'm up here that they don't come up Mm. and that just gives me time to be alone and and refuel myself 
that's awesome. I think we're very similar, and I don't know if it's because we're both empaths or we're the both maybe same type of empath, but yes. for me, walking barefoot on uh, the earth is something that even in the winter, yes. and granted, I mean, I live in South Carolina. It's not like it gets all that cold here, but yeah, I have to put my bare feet on the ground, and I yeah. feel like I... I'm able to just visualize pushing that excess energy into the earth and yes. allowing Mother Earth to transmute that for me. That's yeah. something that is so special to me. And I, I don't like shoes at all. <laughs> I hardly ever wear shoes unless I have to, but yes. I just, it's different. Just getting out and touching the bare earth with my feet is something I need. Yes, I agree. I need the same thing. And just the ability to do that, I think, is so healing. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Someone once told me that our aura extends, it can extend up to about six feet around us. And so yes. that always made me think about, well, there's one store, mm -hmm. Walmart, yeah. that I walk in the door and I feel so overwhelmed, like absolutely overwhelmed. Yes. It is so exhausting even just to walk through the doors and yeah. just the idea of, hey, I don't need to walk around 12 feet wide. Let me pull it in a little yeah. bit. Helps me when I'm in there. Have you ever heard about that before? Yes, actually. I think the bigger we let our energy field or our aura be, the more people are going to be stepping their energy into it yeah. or yes, I think when we're in places like that, like concerts, I love music. Music is another thing that just changes my world, you know? Mm, yeah. Um, so I love concerts, but there's so many people around that I find myself just pulling all that energy in tight around me so that people can't step into it. It's so important. Yeah. And mm -hmm. it's just a matter of visualization, right? I mean, there's yeah. no trick to it. You just say, hey, Aura, come on in tight. Right. Do you feel situations in color? Yeah, absolutely. I, I am extremely clairvoyant and my clairvoyance comes with a lot of colors. So whether my eyes are closed or not, I, yes. I see colors everywhere. Isn't that interesting? I don't think yeah. I do quite the same, but I do feel situations in colors. It's mm. interesting. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That's amazing. I think that impasse, maybe because of how heavy some of our gifts kind of feel that yeah. we are given some pretty powerful things that maybe a lot of other people don't understand or they don't tap into yeah. because I, I teach a class on spiritual gifts and it never fails that the person who has clear empathy or the, the empath also has a lot of other clairs a lot of other mm -hmm. hospitality and all these other things that they're also given bits yeah. of I haven't really dove into a lot of them. I just, you know, I feel them, mm -hmm. but it would be interesting to do that. Maybe I'll have to come experience some of your classes. That'd be awesome. <laughs> <laughs> but about what you do, want to tell us a little bit about your healing program before we wrap up the episode? Sure. I'd love to. Thank you so much. The name of my business is Your Health Made Simple. I help sick and exhausted women over 40 with Hashimoto's thyroiditis, which is an autoimmune disease. And what I do is I help them take back their lives so they can become a Hashimoto's badass. And the reality is when you have autoimmune disease, you can never actually heal from it. Like there is no cure, but what we yeah. can do is live with it in a much better form to the point where 
we might actually even be able to put it in remission. And mm -hmm. unfortunately, when most of the women come to me, they're terribly exhausted, barely living, probably wondering if this is all their rest of their life is ever going to be. And they've been in the medical community for years with no answers. So what I do is really provide them light at the end of the tunnel, which they haven't had for a very long time. And it's, it's a simple journey. It's not always easy and it can take a while because healing is like peeling an onion, but we start with the physical healing. And then we start talking about what other healing is required. And I like to send people out to the other people that do that other healing better than I do, but we definitely start with the physical healing and oh, every one of my clients, it has, it has changed their world. So thank you. And it's so important because I'm, I'm sitting here as that client, you know, that client who comes into you at the end of the rope saying, is this all life is going to be? I was that person. Yes. And I was lucky enough to finally find somebody who was yes. able to help me you know, I went to various people, counselors to help me learn to love myself because that kind of mm -hmm. goes down the drain too when you're yeah. sick all the time. Yeah. And just like I said before, the whole mind, body, spirit thing, but you did have to change. I had to change my diet. I've had to change all kinds of things to yeah. listen to my body to know what, what I need to do. So I think what you're doing is absolutely beautiful and necessary. And mm -hmm. I'm saying that from a space of being that person who needs someone to do that for them. So I appreciate that that is your calling and what you do. Oh, thank you so much. I really appreciate that. I really enjoy what I do and it's, it's sorely needed. Unfortunately, there's over 30 million of us and 80% of that 30 million is women. And that also says something too, right? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. I have found that with the different people that I've had on my podcast, that it never fails that someone who is doing some type of healing work has had to heal themselves as well. That whole right. healer, heal thyself thing. Yes. And it sounds like it's the same for you. It is the same for me. Yes. And I think when I realized I'd sort of found the answers, you know, I went in and got a certification in functional diagnostic nutrition. And because of my background in engineering, I have a different perspective and I really dislike that a lot of people play pin the tail on the donkey, um, but because of my background, I understand, you know, that you have to put things together in an order that makes sense for the body to heal so that you're not playing pin the tail on the donkey and you do make progress as you move through the healing process. So yeah, it's been, it's been a lot of, I'm not going to say fun because my clients suffer so much, but yeah. it has been definitely a passion for me and I'm very driven to help as many as I can yeah so how do listeners find you if they are looking for those type of services uh, they can go onto the website and look up your healthmadesimple.com and they'll find me there and if they're interested in talking I do offer an hour-long free vitality breakthrough session so that we can talk about where they are in their journey and what the possibilities are that way people can get to know me before they dive in. That is incredibly gracious. And that just shows your heart and compassion for, for the people who are really struggling. So y'all, yeah. did you hear that? She offers a free session to see if you want to work with her and how to figure out what to do. So if you're struggling with any of the autoimmune issues that she talked about, there is no reason why you wouldn't 
want to check this out. Yeah, thank you. Thank you so much. Yeah, yourhealthmadesimple.com. And like I said, I, I am not one of those where I'm just going to push everything that I do down anyone's throat. I feel health is a personal decision. Your body, people's bodies know best what they need. And mm-hmm. I'm only here to help be a coach and a guide. Mm-hmm. That's amazing. Thank you. Any final words before we wrap up our episode? Yeah, I just want to say to those of you out there that are questioning whether or not you might be an empath, you probably are. And (laughs) (laughs) if this even, you know, speaks to you at all, you probably are. And there are great aspects to, to that. So don't be afraid of it. You know, you've got people out here that, and you've got two of them on this podcast, one (laughs) of them that will actually walk you through how to help protect yourself. And I think it's so important to just step into that no matter how small or how big you want to step in, you have a gift. It really is a gift. Yeah, it really is a gift. I have found it has made me more compassionate and empath itself is I kind of see it as stepping into somebody else's shoes. And so whatever you do, whether you're professionally using it or not, or just with your friends and family, the fact that you can sit there and actually feel what they're Mm -hmm. feeling and you have the protection and everything, but you're still feeling that makes you such a good listener. You can hold space for people and just makes you so compassionate. And I do see it as a gift now. Yeah, I do too. And I don't know about your children, but both of my children are also empaths. I don't know that they've are ready to have that conversation or fully realized it yet, but it makes for interesting family dynamics for sure. And the conversations that I can have with my children are quite incredible. Yeah, I have two children, 21 and 23, and I know for a fact that my 21 year old is an empath. Yes. Um, a crystal child, if you're familiar with the, any of that as well. No, I'm not. Uh, it's just kind of an old soul wisdom type thing. Very sensitive, highly sensitive, uh, a lot of spiritual gifts. My oldest child, not so sure that he's an empath, but he definitely has that compassion for other people and yeah. for animals. Um, yeah. So I definitely think that it has gone to my youngest child, but maybe not my oldest. Yeah, my youngest is definitely, um, just as you've described, and my daughter actually works with dogs. So mm. yeah, it's funny it, how it <laughs> kind of transfers. But and then and then the good news is right that we're because we have the the, the understanding now we're able to guide them better. I think it's yeah. very hard growing up in a family and people not understanding or realizing that's a lot to take on as a child. Right, and that's how I was raised because nobody yep. understood what in the world was going on with me, including, you right. know, seeing, seeing spirits and being clairvoyant and everything else I was doing right. and add that onto it. So I was so happy that I could give a different childhood to my children. Yes. Right. And yes, that's awesome because now you're out helping other people. And it's just, it's really amazing all the healing that has taken place with everybody in my family. Right. Once you actually understand where you're coming from. Yeah. Yeah, it's that's pretty amazing. I always like to say that miracles can happen because yes. I see it happening in my life, just of me finding my place in the world, finding my authentic self, and right. just being happy, finally being happy. 
Yes. Right. Because you're able to be authentic, right? Yep. Yes. Absolutely. Yes. And surrounded by people that accept you for who you are. Yep. Yeah. And I'm so glad to give that to my children. And of course they have struggles, everything else. You know, if, if you are, if you're struggling, if, if you're listeners and you're struggling with just being authentic and figuring out how to find happiness, I tell you all the time, the first thing you have to kind of come to terms with is you have got to find somebody or find a book somewhere to help you learn to love yourself. Yes. Isn't that the start of it all, really? That is the start, yep. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Just loving yourself fully, truly, authentically, all the shadows and the light and everything else. you got to love yourself. Yeah, you do have to love yourself. And sometimes that's the hardest thing you'll ever do. It is. It's Mm -hmm. a hard thing to start. And when you start to love yourself, you start to set boundaries. You start to say no. You start to do all these things to protect yourself. Right. Which allows you to step into your authenticity, right? Exactly. Yeah. Well, Tracy, it's just been awesome having you here. Thank you so much for being here with me today. Yeah, thank you. I really appreciate the opportunity to get to come on and talk about things, wonderful things. Thank you. Yes. And as always, I would love to hear what our listeners think about this episode. Are you an empath? What do you do to protect yourself? What do you do to fill your inner cup? If you go to our podcast website, you can comment on this very episode with your thoughts and questions. You can even click that little microphone and send me a voice message, and I might just use it on a future episode. Take care and y'all be blessed. Thank you all for listening to Bell Book and Candle. You can follow Mella on Instagram and Facebook at Bell Book Candle SC. That's Bell, B-E-L-L-E. Or become a patron at patreon.com forward slash Bell Book Candle.